What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Bonanza. Welcome to the Breakouts episode, Wide Receiver Edition. Four episodes today. This is episode three. Adam Azer, Jamie Eisberg, Heath Cummings, and special guest Jake Seeley joining us here on Fantasy Football Today. We are talking about our favorite wide receivers to draft. It's breakout wide receivers slash must-have wide receivers. We'll tell you about their average draft position, and we'll tell you who they are. And, you know, before the show started, and I'll introduce Jake in a moment, uh, we were just kind of chit-chatting, oh, who's on Jake's list? And Heath, you said something like, I'm pretty sure we're all going to have the same wide receivers. So who did you think would be the the consensus breakout slash must-have wide receivers? Uh, C.D. Lamb, D.J. Moore, Cortland Sutton, uh, Michael Pittman, Rashad Bateman, Gabriel Davis. That's good, right? Yeah, I mean, Jake, (laughs) thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, So four of those are on my potential. I graded their level out of a 10 scale of their likelihood to finish top 10 this year. Four of those are in the article that just dropped today. So there you go. <laughs> Which ones? Uh, Pittman, Sutton, uh, Davis, and Bateman. Okay, not DJ Moore. No, because so one of the things the classification I have for is you couldn't finish as a wide receiver one on the season or in fantasy points per game. He hasn't finished wide receiver one, but he's been like 14, 15. Oh. So I kind of I left him out because for him to jump into a top 10, it'd be like a five spot jump. So I was looking for a little bit deeper. OK, OK. All right. Fair enough. Jamie, how you doing? Anytime Jake is on the show, I'm doing great. I know he's great. He's a senior writer for the Athletic Fantasy. You can follow him on Twitter at all in kid at I think all in change kid. it to at Jakey Jake. <laughs> do you remember Wait, what it Jake? originally was? Wait, wait, way back in the day when Nando thought my middle name was Alan because it was Jake Allen Seeley. Do you remember that? That was my no. first Twitter handle. Yeah. Wow. Why did he think um, that? So just just so our audience knows, Jake works with Nando at the Athletics. So there's a lot of Nando references that we tend to make to each other. 
Yes. Yes, just a few. Yes, just a few. <laughs> I'm the only person here who's never worked with Nando. Uh, you will, you will have to you. draft a thought August 31st. All right, give me, uh, well, I think you just gave us a bunch of names. CD yes. Lamb, Michael Pittman, DJ Moore. You know, the thing about it, Heath, is if you plan it right, you can draft four or five, four or five of them. I mean, looking at some of the names you gave, you would take DJ Moore in round two. Most people wouldn't, but you could take him in round two, Pittman in round three, Mike Williams in round four, Chris Goblin's another guy you like. You might be able to get him in round five. We'll see if that ADP keeps climbing. But right now, Chris Goblin's around five picks, so... Um, yeah, or or you could take CeeDee Lamb in round two, and then Michael Pittman, and then or and then DJ Moore, right? You could you could just get all those guys, right? You can, yeah, absolutely. I don't usually take DJ Moore in round two because I always take Mark Andrews in round two. But if I didn't take Mark Andrews in round two, then I might take CeeDee Lamb or DJ Moore in round two. Um, I I think like starting with those wide receivers, especially if you're able to land a running back that you feel really good about in round one makes you feel pretty fantastic through five rounds. Like you look at your team and you're like, I got four wide receivers who might be top 12 wide receivers this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jake, how convinced are you that Michael Pittman's going to live up to that hype? Because now if you want to draft him, it's probably early round three in a 12 team league. So the top 10 likelihood I gave him, I gave him an eight out of 10. So it's pretty strong. I, I think the likelihood that he reaches wide receiver one status, let alone the top 10, is extremely high for going from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan, which I don't think is a massive upgrade that people, some might believe, just like I don't think that Carson Wentz over Heineke is as massive as some people might think. But the truth is, if Matt Ryan brings anything over from the Falcons, it's throwing a little bit more to the wide receivers. I think that only helps Pittman, whether or not Alex Pierce steps up, whether or not Paris Campbell stays healthy. But I'm just looking at the touchdown to interception ratio being a little bit better, the target percentage for wide receivers being a little bit better, and then the yards per attempt. Everything's like just enough better that we just saw Pittman finish top 15, depending on your site, to get to the top 10. I mean, that, that's an easy jump, in my opinion. And what did you give Sutton? What number did you give Cortland Sutton? If Pittman was an eight on the likelihood to finish top 10, what was Sutton? Uh, I gave Sutton a 7.5, Judy a 6.5. Ah. Just to pull him to the conversation. I, I actually believe the report, whether you want to call it confirmation bias, but the, the report that we recently saw talking about how if things are breaking down for Russell Wilson, he's looking to Sutton first. Uh, I yeah. think a lot of people... Crutch argument wise, went Sutton is Metcalf and Judy is Lockett. Not, you know, they're close, but they're not one for ones for each other. And I think what we're looking for is who is he going to look for when he's the play's breaking down because that's what made Lockett reliable. So if Sutton is the bigger A dot and the better all around wide receiver and he's going to get that Lockett type treatment, I think Sutton top 15. If you told me top 15, I probably would have put it like in a nine out of 10. The top 10 might just be a little aggressive. Okay, Jamie, how do you rank Moore, Pittman, Sutton, Mike Williams? Pittman, Moore. I go back and forth with these two. Right now, Williams, Sutton. All right. Honestly, I mean, we just did the wide receiver preview not too long ago. That was last week. And we spent a lot of time talking about them. So we definitely want you to draft Michael Pittman, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, Mike Williams. Um, within that, we also like Michael Thomas. Chris Godwin, guys. Where are we on Chris Godwin? And I actually want to know if Jake also likes Michael Thomas. I know we like him here on CBS way ahead of his ADP. I mean, uh, Michael Thomas's ADP is, let's see, on Fantasy Pros, it's in the 70s. On NFC in the last week, uh, I'll tell you in just one moment, Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints is wide receiver 30. He's going 59th overall. And on CBS, I'll also 
give me three seconds. Sorry about that. Should have been prepared. Michael Thomas is going 62nd overall. We're taking way above that. Um, but uh, so let me give you, Jake, where would you take Michael Thomas? I would take him as a top, almost almost top 20 wide receiver. So I take him ahead of all those ADPs. I think that people are got the A.J. Green in their minds and not realize that Michael Thomas is still only 30. Michael Thomas was the number one wide receiver in fantasy. Even if he's 90% of what he used to be, he's still a top 20 wide receiver. So I think Winston, of course, a little bit of downgrade passing-wise from Drew Brees, but the good thing about what we saw from Winston last year is that being the smarter quarterback – not throwing as many interceptions was he brought his game down into the intermediate level more often than throwing it 30 yards downfield. And who's one of the best, if not the best intermediate wide receivers in the NFL It's Michael Thomas. So mm-hmm. I think this is actually a really good fit. And Jamie Heath, where are you guys on Chris Godwin? When are you okay drafting him right now? As of August 17th, Wednesday evening. Starting to be the third round for me. You know, I, I think we're getting, you know, healthy Chris Godwin versus injured Mike Evans right now. And, you know, assuming everything is fine with Tom Brady, which is, I, I think, the expectation uh, with Gage banged up. You know, if Godwin's ready for week one, no setbacks, 100%, that's the go-to guy. You know, he's not going to score as many touchdowns as Mike Evans. And I think, you know, we should probably let Jake uh, also cl- clarify this, classify this. Um, we're talking PPR. I don't know if he's referencing half PPR or not because clearly there's, there's a lot of different – conversations there but um godwin and full ppr should be the bucks best wide receiver and, and has a chance to be a top 10 guy jake are you more yeah. of a half ppr guy sorry heath uh i i am default half point ppr but for me the, it's really negligible outside the outliers uh, you know, we all know that you know if you're a low touchdown high volume type of play, and it's the same thing for running backs it's the it's the outliers the naeem hines at running backs the high yeah. wide receiver you, know, you say three touchdowns in the season, but you catch 90 balls. Cole Beasley's that used to be of the world. So Godwin saying it, whether I agree with Jamie, by the way, if Godwin's 16 versus 17, it's going to be a very negligible difference. Heath, Chris Godwin for you. Uh, Early round three. Yeah. I think you said it a long time ago. It was like two months ago, but it feels like it was six years ago. Uh, that Godwin was a uh, second round pick if he was 100% healthy and he's not quite there yet, but I, I think he's trending towards it. It might be another situation. Like I talked about on the running back breakout show, like JK, JK Dobbins, maybe week one and week two, you don't feel like you're getting what you paid for out of Chris Godwin. You're not going to care about that when we get to week 14 yeah. <laughs> and he's the number six wide receiver in fantasy again or something. Yeah. I, I felt that way before the Julio Jones signing. Um, I don't know, guys. I do. I do wonder if maybe early round three is a little early for the guy coming off the torn ACL. I know Julio Jones is not going to be Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was exceptional, uh, but Russell Gage is there too. I know Gage is banged up. I just took him with the first pick of round five in a, yes. a best ball. I took him with Mike Evans, who I took at the last pick of round two. So at the two three turn, I took Evans. At the four five turn, I took Godwin. Um, but I don't know that I'm ready to take him that early in the early in the third round. And I love Chris Godwin, but I think I I don't know how good he's going to be. He's, you know, he's not back yet. I know he's doing more, but he's not back yet. And I don't know. I mean, Julio Jones does complicate things a little bit for me guys, a little bit. Plus, please don't let Julio complicate things. Just a little bit. I mean, (laughs) why? Why? I mean, that's what you people were. That's what people were saying about Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown ended up being much, much better. That's what people were saying about Julio Jones with AJ Brown last year. Julio Jones hopefully will provide some level of production for the Bucks, but I don't think it's going to be the at the expense to a significant degree 
for Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Not significant. It's going to be but, filling to whatever to whatever extent Antonio Brown left. This, it's going to be filling this, to whatever extent Rob Gronkowski left. Julio spent. <laughs> what is that, Jake? It's a rainbow poop. It's still poop, but it just it's rainbow to make it look pretty. That's what I bet people I were agree. saying that about I agree Antonio with Brown. Hundred percent. They revived Antonio Brown there. They could revive Julio. Remember when Jake said earlier that people are confused and thinking Michael Thomas is AJ Green? Julio Jones is probably AJ Green. <laughs> there you go. Like, <laughs> yeah, that could be. Okay, uh, let's talk about, so since we love those wide receivers beginning in maybe late round two, going into round four, we love those guys. How about ones that are a little bit less clear? So let's see. Uh, he, uh, Jamie said Gabriel Davis, Darnell Mooney, Rashad Bateman. Uh, Heath had Darnell Mooney on the list he gave me. Jake had Gabriel Davis. So if we talk about those three... Gabriel Davis, Darnell Mooney. You Brandon Cooks in that group too. Is is Brandon oh, Cooks every ahead, year? Is Brandon Cooks ahead every of that year. group? For yes. me, he is, but I think by ADP, he's right in the middle of it, right? Which is absurd. It depends because Gabriel Davis on <laughs> NFC is wide receiver twenty something, and <laughs> on Fantasy Pros and CBS, he's not even close to that. But I think Brandon Cooks. We just say Brandon Cooks should go ahead of of uh, Bateman, Davis, and Mooney. So, I would, yes, yes. Right. So, Jake, how do you feel about? Rashad Bateman, Gabriel Davis, and Darnell Mooney. They are between wide receivers basically 29 and 38 in ADP. Yeah, I go Davis, Mooney, Bateman, but they're all super close. They're in the same tier for me. Uh, Davis gets the leg up of being the clear number two. Now that you've actually vacated two wide receivers and you have the conversation of McKenzie being the slot option or Jameson Crowder, if he even stays on this team by week one. But the answer is really what we've already seen is Gabriel Davis. So it comes down to Mooney. The volume is there. We know the vo- he's probably going to be top 10 in tar- team target percentage, but it's also coming from a team that's not going to score a lot. And then Justin Fields. And honestly, if you're talking about defenses, I'm not ranking him as such, but like, what if they just say, fine, we'll erase him every single week. We'll triple cover him. Cause what are you going to do? Beat us with Byron Pringle and Vilus Jones? Like really? So that's the concern. That's the downside for Darnold Mooney. And then Bateman. I think everybody loves Bateman. I actually think Bateman's a better fit for Lamar Jackson than Marquise Brown is. However, you're still talking about an offense that, are they going to throw the ball 600 times again, or are they going to drop back down to the 550, even potentially the 500 mark that was Lamar Jackson wasn't even getting to as they run more? They said they wanted to run more again this year after they passed last year. So Mark Andrews, the clear number one, so he's the number two, and that's really what it comes down to. They're all super close, but those are the ways that I separate them. Do they all belong, Heath? Do they all belong in the breakout discussion? Or are they all breakouts? They belong in the discussion. Are they all going to have their breakout candidates for sure? Like I come off as the anti Gabe Davis guy, but I would like him more if my default was half PPR. And I think he is one of those wide receivers in this range who varies the most between non PPR and full PPR because the case for Gabe Davis is not that he's going to go catch 80 passes, it's that he's going to catch 10 touchdowns. And so there's a pretty wide range. I've got him as a a really high-end number three wide receiver, almost a borderline number two in non-PPR, but I am one of the low guys on him in full. In 16 career games with four or more targets, that's it, four or more targets, Gabriel Davis has caught 11 touchdowns. He is an absolute touchdown magnet. I mean, he's, he's got to be the, you know, we did the prop bet on on HQ. He's got to be an easy target to lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns. Easy. Oh, yes. So... 
who's got the most league winning upside between Bateman, Davis, and Mooney? Oh, Davis. 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 I, I mean, if, uh, it, 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 like, like, it's an absurd number to say that, like, let's just, because this is always a mistake that people make is they just project out what, you know, doubling up. So let's say double up Gabriel Davis, 63 and 62 targets. Don't do that and give him 125 and say he's going to keep the same rate going. But if he did, <laughs> we're talking 1,150 yards and 13 touchdowns. Like, so again, it's an absurd number, and I don't recommend anybody doing that, but that's why Jamie said, and we both immediately said, because what if he did? What if it was 1,100 yards and 12 touchdowns? That's league winning. I'm, well, it's also, I mean, no disrespect to Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen's the best passer of the group. And yeah. uh, What about Fields? No, yeah, just, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you're, you're taking a chance on, on that, and, and to Jake's point, you know, you never like to see somebody go. If Stephon Diggs gets hurt and and those targets have to mm-hmm. go somewhere, I don't think it's all going to Isaiah McKenzie and Dawson Knox. I would imagine that, you know, they they keep raving about Gabriel Davis and his development. You know, I mean, yeah. Sean McDermott at the Combine, you know, talked about, you know, I mean, you know how much I, I, I like year three guys. And he said, year one, he was our backup. Year two, he took a step forward. This is his year. You know, I mean, he, he basically laid it out for you. You know, this is his year. And you're hearing his his route tree is is developing and and how he's you know matured as a player and is stepping into this role and having a chance to you know flourish in it. And Heath is right. Look, it's not it's not an easy thing, as Jake said. It's not an easy thing. Just all of a sudden assume that he's doubling his targets and assume that, as Heath will say, assume that he's just taking all of the work that he got last year and the Emmanuel Sanders targets and saying that's all his now. Uh, with McKenzie taking the the Cole Beasley targets, I, I've said this a lot that with the James Cook addition, with a second tight end, we, we haven't heard anything real about O.J. Howard, but you know the idea was to get another playmaking tight end on the field. They're going to be different. They're going to diverse, be, be more diverse in how they attack teams because they're trying to evolve, and they have a new coordinator as well. So I think we're going to see just a different offense to a certain extent. It's still going to go through Stephon Diggs, but Gabriel Davis, I think, does have a shot for between 100 and 120 targets, and that's going to be pretty impressive to see what he can do with it. I, I'm I'll go the other direction on the most upside just because Darnell Mooney already has the most important part. Like all he needs is just to be better. <laughs> like man, Justin Fields makes an improvement in his second year as a passer and Darnell Mooney's efficiency jumps by 15%. And he's got 150 targets and all of a sudden he's not one of the least efficient wide receivers in the NFL. Um, so I, I think like PPR wise, you could see Darnell Mooney turn into a 90, 95 catch guy. All right, last question I'm going to ask about this group of three, Rashad Bateman, Gabriel Davis, and Darnell Mooney, or last questions, just real quick, guys. Would you take any of them ahead of DK Metcalf? No. Yes. Who? Davis? Um, all three. Oh. Heath? Wow. I, I've got Mooney. I, I want to say all three. There's not a time where I want to draft DK Metcalf. Okay. But I've got Metcalf ahead of Bateman and Davis right now. Okay, let's talk about some deeper guys that Jake provided. Slight, not that, not that much deeper, but Alan Lazard, Amari Cooper, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, with the Lazard, ca- yes, with the caveat that we only have. You know what? Actually, it's like a group of five. It's Lazard, Cooper, Juju, Elijah Moore, Robert Woods. Lazard, Cooper, Juju, Elijah Moore, Robert Woods. These are all names that Jake gave me just before the show started. We only have a couple minutes left, Jake. So, uh, uh, we got plenty of time. What do you think? Of, <laughs> what do you think of these guys? Are these uh, 
Number three wide receivers, should they be bench players? Should they be flexes? Alan Lazard, Amari Cooper, Juju Smith-Schuster, Elijah Moore, Robert Woods, and who's your favorite? Uh, those, my favorite is Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, I, I love all of them. He's, he's the headline of the article I have next week, which is last year's trash. He is the headline player in that article. Uh, people just ignoring the fact that he came over a big slot. Tyreek Hill just spent 50% of the time in the slot. And like, what your answer for the number one is him. Why are we chasing the rookie and Marquez Valdez-Scantling? And then even before me, Cole Hardman got like the answer is there and everybody's ignoring it, which I will also tie in. The answer is there with Alan Lazard. Why are we chasing the two rookies and the corpse of Sammy Watkins and the corpse of Randall Cobb? And like the number one is Alan Lazard, who was already, by the way, more end zone targets, not red zone, but more end zone targets than Devonta Adams last year. It's not like Aaron Rodgers doesn't know he exists when they get in the red zone, which is one of the things Aaron Rodgers does well is throw touchdowns. But Cooper just has to do with volume. I actually put him even if Brissett's starting the entire year, he's kind of in the conversation like a Darnell Mooney. Like it might not be great, but 140 targets. That's the volume. Why? Uh, Elijah Moore, we just saw it doesn't matter who the quarterback was that second half that he went through after seeing all those targets where he struggled at the beginning of the year. But then he was for people that don't remember in that stretch when he caught six of six and then till he got hurt, he was the wide receiver two in fantasy and number five in points per game. I don't think that's happening. But to say, oh, they drafted Garrett Wilson and now, you know, Elijah Moore is going to struggle. Uh, I'm all over it. And now I forgot who was the, who was the in the fifth one that he mentioned? Uh, Robert Woods. Robert Woods. Robert Woods. Oh, that just has to do with the fact that Robert Woods is the number one for that team. And I think Traylon Burks is more of an answer for 2023 than he is for 2022. And I think between Lazard, Cooper, Juju, Elijah Moore, and Robert Woods, you whose dog? Who let the dogs out? Uh, that's Barkley. Uh, okay. <laughs> She's getting fired up for these wide receivers, too. Uh, Lazard, Cooper, Juju, Elijah Moore, Robert Woods. You may not like all of them. But they're all going to be available for you as a fourth wide receiver in some cases, as a third wide receiver if you went heavy at other positions. And you can find it. I mean, for me, there's three that I'd love to take. Heath, how many in this group would you love to take, you know, in a, with a mid-round pick? Lazard, Cooper, Juju, Elijah Moore, Robert Woods. I would say Juju for sure. And Robert Woods. I draft Robert Woods a lot. And Elijah Moore kind of too. Okay, so I'll like 2.75. He hates hates Lazard. Hates him. And he hates Cooper even more. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've only had to argue with with two people. I've tried not to argue during these. But uh, (laughs) the answer was the same to both people. Why do you not like this person that I like? And the answer was Jacoby Brissett. Fair enough, Jamie. Here's the here's oh, go the good go thing. Jacoby Brissett can't throw 30 yards downfield, so he's just going to pepper the living hell out of Cooper and Njoku because Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to be too far downfield by the time he throws. <laughs> Jamie, uh, Lazard, Cooper, Juju, Elijah Moore, Robert Woods, how many of them do you get excited about drafting with a mid-round pick? Uh, Juju and Lazard, for sure. Um, you know, the other three, not so much in terms of excitement. Uh, Woods has, you know, especially with, with Burks's struggles continuing um has has been a riser for me cooper i'm just basically out on because i i also don't want to trust jacoby Brissett. um and elijah moore is kind of if he's available in the right spot again not somebody i want to reach for um but now i know why jake likes my my flex team so much because it has not only <laughs> my first two picks were somehow cooper cup ridiculous. and Najee harris ridiculous uh but then it was michael Pittman in the third round gabriel davis in the fifth round and I think Alan Lazard in the seventh round. Um, 
So I, I know I, I know why Jake and I are friends. <laughs> I texted Jamie during the draft and I said, you're drafting the article version of, if this could be my perfect draft. And it was, it was so frustrating. <laughs> And then Trey Lance in round 12. (laughs) Yes. And Cole Komet. And Cole Komet. And then, you know, my last two picks were without a defense. I was, I was so ticked off by that point. (laughs) My my last two picks were George Pickens and Brian Robinson. Oh, sick. Love it. Heath, you want to get the last word? I just want to say that on several sites, I am ahead of ADP on Alan Lazard. This is one of those situations (laughs) like Michael Thomas where I hate him because I'm on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. But if I was on other people's podcasts, I would be the Alan Lazard guy. I do just want to see the last thing. Let's check where Lazard is going over the last week in NFC. He's still wide receiver 40. He's going after Renfro, Hopkins, Ayuk, Devontae Smith, Drake London. I love Alan Lazard. (laughs) There you go. Where do you have him, Heath? There you go. Uh, Wide receiver 36. Like 10% higher than his ADP. (laughs) All right. Jake Seeley, thank you very much. Appreciate your time, man. Always love it. Thank you for having me. And you can follow him at All In Kid and read his stuff over at The Athletic. And that is it for the wide receiver breakouts and must-haves. We'll finish up with tight ends with Dave and Jamie for the uh, last part of the breakouts bonanza. Talk to you soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.